0: Welcome to the wisdom podcast. This is your host, Justin Dora. And today I want to talk about the vitality of revelation. And what I mean by that is getting revelation from God through his word by the spirit is really the lifeblood of walking with God. Uh, there's a verse in Proverbs 29, 18, that says where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. And often When this verse is taught, it's from the perspective of vision. Because another translation says, without vision, the people perish. Which isn't untrue, but really the heart of what this word means is like a prophetic revelation. In other words, an internal knowing by the Spirit of God. He's unveiling something that the eyes of your heart can see. And because the eyes of your heart can now see it, you can Act in such a way uh, that's in line with the nature of God. And so you're not trying to have vision, but vision is emerging from, the, from your innermost being, and it's causing you to act. It's, it's almost like uh, it's fuel, but it's not a fuel that depletes, it's a fuel that increases. Because the more revelation we have, the more we realize how much God has given us in Jesus There's another verse I want to look at this morning um, just to give you uh, some more context for what I want to talk about. It's found in Colossians uh, chapter 2 verse 9. And it says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ who is the head over every power and authority. So here's the thing. With every successive revelation, it's not that we're getting more of God, but our eyes have more understanding of the all that we've been given in Jesus. So remember, this verse says, the fullness of the Godhead dwells in Jesus, and we have, that's past tense, been given. It means it's a gift. It's not something you earn. It's not something you qualify for, but we've been given that fullness. So you have the fullness of not just Jesus. You have the fullness of the Godhead. That's father, son, Holy spirit. Uh, and a, a way I like to think about this is if you imagine yourself being given a 10,000 square foot house day one, that house is fully yours. Every room, every square inch, every part of that house, all the property attached to it, it is fully yours day one. But you don't know every in and out of that house day one. That's a journey of the next few years of learning how you're going to use this room. What are you going to do here? How is this going to be developed? It's all yours, but you don't yet understand the fullness of what you've been given. Well, in Jesus, he's not a 10,000 square foot house. He is an infinite being. Therefore, even though you might have the fullness of the Godhead, my experience has been I don't fully understand all of that fullness. And that's the joy of walking with God. I have it all in Jesus, but I don't have all the revelation I need to understand what he put in me. Um, the kingdom comes fully equipped. You have everything you need. That's what Second uh, Peter 1 says. Um, you have all that you need for life and godliness. But we don't understand yet the all that we need. And this sheds light on a passage in Ephesians 1 where the, the apostle Paul says, I keep asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Um, and he goes on to say that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. That's that's the journey that we're all on. That's where growth comes, is as the Holy Spirit, who who we have, as he gives us understanding, as he gives us revelation, we start to realize all that we possess in God. All that he's given as a free gift. And here's the cool thing about that is, when you start realizing it's a gift— When you start realizing there's nothing you did to earn it, but it was a free gift that really it was just you stopped fighting, trying to earn from God and finally resigned yourself to go, okay, God, I need a savior. (laughs) Okay, God, I'll let you love me. Okay, God, I will trust that who you say I am is true above my experiences, above what the world says, above above what friends and family say, above what any other competing voice might say. I'm going to say what you say is true and let you drown out all the other voices when that process starts to lock in it be, we begin to grow like we never thought possible and it's amazing and What begins to happen is new aspects of our identity in Christ get activated. We start realizing, wow, in God, this is possible. In God, this is possible. In God, I can see this happen, whether it's through my job, in my family, in my neighborhood, uh, in my sphere of influence, whatever it might be. We literally become an aroma or a fragrance, as I mentioned last episode, where everywhere we go, the kingdom of God within us is expanding. And it's creating things in the unseen. Seen that as we begin to respond to those impressions and initiations by the Spirit of God, um, our revelation I- expands. Our understanding of the ways of God and His nature and character expand, and our understanding of how to relate to people and how to be a, a normal person um, that that people can interact with and and start to experience God's kingdom in us begin to influence them in a way that's that's really life changing. So how do we expand or how do we grow in walking in a greater revelation of Jesus and his kingdom um, in our lives? One of the key shifts for me has been instead of asking God for more, God, give me more, give me more, give me more. That actually attitude, even though it can sound passionate and, uh, and godly, what it actually carries with it that we don't always see is, is a mindset of lack of in other words i don 't have enough i don 't have enough, and people that don 't have enough typically are living in poverty, not in abundance and The kingdom of God is a, is a kingdom of abundance, not a kingdom of poverty now all I'm, all i 'm advocating here is a shift in our understanding it doesn 't mean be lazy and just sit on the couch and well if god 's going to do it he 'll hit me with the two by four. Uh, that's not, that's not the effects of grace. The effects of grace come with action, but they're, they're, it's inspired action. It's joyful action. There's, it's teeming with life. It's life. There's so much life in the grace of God that causes us to act. It causes us to love. It causes us to give. It causes us to serve. We're not, we're not drawing from our own will of self-effort, but we through trusting that we have the fullness of the Godhead, we begin to, to act in a way that's supercharged. It goes beyond the ability of, of man's own effort. And it go it, it really is a demonstration of the nature and character of God. And so the shift is beginning to thank God for all that He's given us in Christ. And just let that attitude of thankfulness, what it begins to do, in fact. Paul says it this way before that verse in Colossians 2. He says, so then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord. Now, let me stop right there. How did you receive Jesus? By grace through faith. In other words, it wasn't by your own effort. It was faith. God initiated something in your heart. And you were swept up in it and said, yes, I agree. I believe that. I trust you, Jesus. And trusting Jesus is is an admission that you need Jesus. Saying I receive forgiveness I accept this forgiveness is an admission that you needed forgiveness (laughs) which is true for all of us and so it says um, it says so then just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord continue to live in him. How do we receive him? By grace through faith. How do we continue to live in him? By grace through faith. Rooted and built up in him. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught. And overflowing with thankfulness. I have realized that when we begin to thank God for his fullness. The Holy Spirit just. It's like now we have eyes to see. And he's like, did you see this room? Did you see what's in here? Did you see this thing I've got? And And there's this joy that explodes from within our hearts and minds. And everything, we begin to see everything through the lens of Jesus and his kingdom. And everything becomes an opportunity to see God's kingdom expand. Whether that's family, whether that's friends within your community, whether that's your workplace, wherever it might be. There is a never-ending kingdom, a never-ending opportunity. It's true. All things are possible for those who believe. And even that ability to believe is a gift. It's the gift of faith. It's the measure of faith, as Romans 12 says, that we've been given in God. And it's good news. So what does Revelation do? Revelation changes our perspective. And when our perspective changes, the way things work out begin to change. I begin to view life differently. I view people differently. I view opportunities differently. Uh, fear leaves the equation because perfect love is ruling in my heart, and what does that mean? Love um, keeps no record of wrongs. Love sees people through the view through the lens of Jesus. You can look at 2 corinthians uh, five sixteen which says we view no one according to the uh, a worldly point of view. We actually begin to see people. Uh, as Jesus would see them, we begin to see um, the way Jesus would express himself through them. And we help them grow and mature in that, which is called discipleship. It's helping them learn uh, who God is, what he's done, and how to trust that to a point of action that's fueled by God's grace. And and again, when I say God's grace, what I mean is his power to obey. But it's not a fearful obedience. It's a joyful obedience. It's a life-giving obedience. It's... It's the catalyst that creates tangible results in the world uh, as we respond to the things God's put in our hearts, and it's a joyful process, and that's important to remember. Um, again, so this is, cha- it changes, the- Revelation changes the way we think about God, and it changes the way we think about people. And, and here's the other thing. Revelation increases our awareness of God's presence because the truth is, You have the fullness of the Godhead, but our experience may be less than that. And so what revelation does is it increases our awareness, which increases our experience which helps us come to a place of rest in trusting and believing God, and we start hearing God with clarity through His Word, by His Spirit, through our community, through people speaking into our lives. We we can recognize that voice of God, and it's like, here is the way, walk in it. We We know that we know that we know this is what God has for us. And it allows us to be consistent and effective in representing God to people because it's God representing Himself through us. We know the heart of God in a moment. Why? Because God has been revealing himself to us, in us, and then through us. And I, I've said this before um, when we were giving um, consistent teachings in a, in a service format. That really the, get, the fruit of the Spirit is a ministry to you before it's a ministry through you. God is demonstrating his nature in you. But primarily, uh, on, the, on the front end, it's to you, so that you know He is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And the scripture in Galatians 5 actually says, against there, these things, there, there, is no, there is no law against these things. And that's the good news. And when, that's, when that fruit of the Spirit, and remember, it's not a fruit of your effort, it's not the fruit of you trying hard. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's His fruit. And He demonstrates it through you as you trust and believe Him. As that is alive and working in you, then that begins to overflow and minister to others. It's like Jesus said, anyone that's thirsty can come to me, but anyone who believes, rivers of living water begin to well up within Him. And God, God's desire is that through you, His kingdom would expand wherever you are. You know, this new thought has been emerging in me, and it's this. God's strategy isn't just something you write on a piece of paper. God's strategy to reach the world is you. Christ in you, the hope of glory the desires He's put in your hearts, the the things you like to do, the people you like to be around. That's God's strategy, is to plant you among a group of people that don't know who He is. And then in you, He becomes salt and He becomes light. And salt doesn't just preserve. Salt makes people thirsty. And as I referenced before, Jesus says, anyone who's thirsty, come to me. So when you are planted in a pocket of people by letting Jesus in you, in the things you say, in the ways you think, in, in God's heart expressed through you towards people, they become thirsty for the person of Jesus and the kingdom of God. As well as light, you begin to illuminate the true nature of God. And what I've discovered in interacting with people that don't know Jesus, God just seems to open doors for conversation where Jesus gets to come through. It's not always in a full presentation of... Um, Does someone want to pray a prayer? Sometimes it's one sentence that begins a chain reaction in that person's life. And months later, they are drawing from the life of God within you. And they are hungry for more. I've seen it happen with unbelievers. I've seen it happen with believers. And I'm telling you guys, you have that within you. Jesus is in you. He is the hope of glory. And he is wanting to expand into every sphere of society through your life. And that's good news. So my final thought, just to conclude this episode, is remember, God has given us the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of him. That's Ephesians 1. And start that process by thanking God that you have the fullness of the Godhead. And let the Holy Spirit, whose job, according to John 16, is to guide you into all truth, let Him give you revelation. And watch your mindsets change because the scripture says you have the mind of Christ. And what happens is it, there's a momentum on that as you just begin to trust God, I, I already have it. Doesn't mean we can't receive from people, doesn't mean we can't learn from others. But all our receiving and learning is simply to catalyze more of that understanding that Jesus, his mind, thoughts, and heart are in you as believers to expand his kingdom to a world that needs to see the difference. And what happens is we begin to change, we begin to develop, and we begin to mature. So thank you for listening to the Wisdom Podcast. If you like what you hear, uh, leave us a review on iTunes so that iTunes can recommend this podcast to others. Thanks everyone and take care.